Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Allen rolls right, completes it to Ty Johnson, the right flat, to the 20, 15, 10, 5, tiptoeing his way to the end zone! Touchdown, Buffalo! A 28-yard catch and run! On fourth and one. Chris Brown on the call as the Bills win over the New York Jets. It's a fun game. It was a nice game, too, to be at, weather-wise. It was great. 8030550 is the phone number. We're talking Bills, the playoff chances, what you want to have happen this week. A lot about the offense as well. Before I get to Tuesday tiers, I said this earlier on the morning show. I do think, I think I've, for my, at least for my own psyche, I think I've figured out, and I, to me there's no mystery anymore, of the all the questions and the, we, we've talked way too much about it, I know. Like whether it's EPA or all these advanced stats that have said for months that the offense we've all been watching struggle for a month and a half. Oh, guys, it's actually pretty good. It's actually sorry, not even pretty good. This offense is actually still elite. And then you watch and go, no, it's not. What are you talking about? Everything looks hard. They can't score more than twenty-five points, which is not even that hard a number to get to. What do you mean they're they're elite? And EPA per play was one, but success rate is the number that I think I have the biggest problem with, and it's it's where I think I've figured out, again, from my own psyche at least, why the bill, the numbers have said, some of the numbers have said the Bills' offense has been great when it wasn't. And I think it's baked into what that number means, success rate, that is used by everybody in the advanced stats NFL world or analyst world even all it means is who's the best at not having bad plays that's it that's all it is who's the best at not having bad plays and it does nothing to tell you how much more valuable a great play could be from a good play. You know, the in success rate, here here's here's where the problem I have with success rate as a stat is. By success rate, Allen throwing a six yard pass to Dalton Kincaid on first and ten has the same value as Khalil Shakir's eighty one yard touchdown. 
That's the problem with it. And so if you want to tell me their success rate, I'm not saying it's a garbage stat. I'm just saying you can't use that as the end-all, be-all for judging the Bills' offense. All that tells me is how many bad plays do they have? Oh, they have a great success rate? The Bills don't have very many bad offensive plays. Okay. That doesn't mean their offense is good or had been good. Because as I pointed out on the weekend, the Bills went a month where they were 25th in the NFL in explosive pass plays, which all that is is pass plays over 20 yards. That's it. 25th. Almost the same per game as the Jets and the Giants. 25th. But in that time, oh, they had a great success rate. So what did that tell you? They didn't have many bad plays, but they also didn't have any great plays. They didn't have any giant pass plays. And that's why they weren't scoring. And I'm going back and forth with a couple people on Twitter right now about this. In a positive way. I'm getting some agreement, actually. Which you don't always get on social media. Explosive over efficient. If Sunday's game doesn't say that, I don't know what else you need. Explosive over efficient. In Sunday's game, Stephen Ruiz wrote about this at the Ringer. That, well, the Bills offense actually wasn't that great. And I love Stephen, but the offense wasn't that great on Sunday against the Jets because, well, that was one of their worst games by success rate of the season. But, You hit on, not one, not two, but you actually hit on three explosive pass plays in this game. Doug Farrar just tweeted out, there's other thoughts in here as well, that the Bills used pre-snap motion on 15 of Josh Allen's attempts against the Jets. Allen completed all 15 of those passes, had three explosive plays and all three Went for touchdowns. What am I missing, by the way? What was the third touchdown? You had Shakir. You had Ty Johnson. Am I already forgetting what happened on Sunday? I'm still in my 20s. This shouldn't be happening, right? The heck was the third touchdown? This is me delaying as I pull up the box score to find uh, what the third touchdown was. What the heck was the third touchdown? Five yards from James Cook? I don't think he has the right definition for explosive plays. Oh, I see. He means, okay, they had an explosive play on that drive that set up the James Cook touchdown. Okay. Um, anyways, they, but even, I don't even need that one. Shakir and Ty Johnson. Look at the value of that. Two giant explosive plays, 14 points right there. If you didn't have those plays, you'd have 18. So that's it. We don't need to go any further into it than that. But if you've been wondering or even criticizing or getting like angry about, like, why do I keep hearing about the Bills are great in this per play and you know, this advantage, expected you-know-what? I think this is why. Because they're elite in a number called success rate, which only looks at who's best at not having bad plays. But the Bills were missing explosive plays. And on Sunday, it was explosive over efficient. The Bills were explosive, and they scored 32 points. In the past five games, six games, the Bills have been efficient, and they've averaged 20.5. That's all you need. One more uh, call to get to before we get to Tuesday tiers. Jerry and Kenmore is next. Hey, Jerry. 
You know, if you watch last night's game, and I watched it uh, watching the Manning cast, and they were beating to death the Eagles with how conservative they were, dumping it off and bubble screens and bumping it off. And then they took made that play to Smith, and that's the play that won the game. And yeah. I we don't take that shot ever. Actually, there was a play earlier in the game where A.J. Brown got good separation at the line of scrimmage, and, and I don't know if Hurt didn't see him, but he was wide open for a touchdown, and he and he well he underthrew him on that play. That was one that was the the pick. But um, I think teams like doing that now, but we don't seem to take that shot. My concern is in the off season we thought, well Hardy's better an, an improvement from uh, McKenzie and Sherfield's uh, an improvement from whoever is John Brown. They aren't. There's a reason they were available because they aren't. It's it's. It's very hard to operate, again, look at how bad Cincinnati was even before Burrow got hurt without Higgins in the lineup. They were average without Higgins in the lineup. You, you, have, to, you have to have two receivers. Agree with that. Thanks for the call, Jerry. 803-0550 is the phone number. Smith is really good. Brown is one of the best in football. Um, but I agree with that. And yeah, that that play call, they set up that play too to get to Smith yesterday against the Chiefs that led to the victory. So the Eagles, by the way, before we get to Tuesday tears, and we'll, we have time for another phone call too, the, the Eagles ran 10 personnel all throughout that game. Four receiver sets, sometimes two running backs. But Dallas Goddard went out, and they don't have another tight end they trust, so they just decided we're not going to play with tight ends. 10 personnel is just four wide receivers. So, could the Bills replicate that a little bit? At least go for uh, for 3 803 Let's go to Aaron and Attica. Hey, Aaron. Hey, how you doing, man? Good, Aaron. Thanks for calling. To the, what the last caller was saying is that, um, essentially, to me, we don't have the personnel. We don't have the waddles and hills for Josh to just go back and throw a 60-yard deep deep play, but that doesn't mean we can't have explosive plays. We can have explosive screen plays, but they got to just be better designed. We can have explosive run plays. I like to see the you know tackle pulling the other day and 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 wham blocking the defensive end. You know we can have explosive plays that don't always have to be sixty yard bond by Josh Allen. No, you know? that's that's absolutely right. Th- thanks, Aaron, for the call. Like that's right to point out, and I I should have if I didn't, um, because that is that is definitely correct. And the Bills actually have been fine. In fact, really good with getting explosive run plays. Um, I guess there's a different definition for that. An explosive run, I guess, is 10-plus yards or 15-plus yards while a pass is 20. Um, Either way. The Bills get long runs by comparison to the rest of the league, but isn't that kind of go to show the value of pass versus run? But you're right. And it doesn't have to be a 60-yard pass anyways. It could be a 25-yard pass. But the Bills were lacking those as well. Far too often it had just been Kincaid in the flat, Kincaid over the middle, Kincaid in the flat. Now I think Kincaid's doing great. I'm not saying that as a criticism of him. Um, but that's felt like the only play that's been working. So, do they have the personnel for big plays? That's the thing. I mean, that's where I really question if it's sustainable. And it's going to be a lot on Joe Brady's plate. Can Joe Brady scheme things open down the field? He might have to. Because they don't, other than Diggs... They don't have separators down the field. Davis and Hardy, you want those guys to be that, but this year they've fallen short. 
Let's go to Terry in Orchard Park. Hey, Terry. Hey, guys. Good morning. How you doing? Morning. Good. Great game. Love to see Shakira in the mix. Uh, I just had a question what, you, what your thoughts were on the end of the half there. I think we had the ball on like the 45 maybe. I could be wrong on the yards and maybe 10 seconds left. And then instead, Josh does a quarterback sneak. Like now that we run out of time, we don't even get a chance to kick a field. You know, not even yeah. a, a shot down the field. Yeah, I did not like that play call. Um, I just don't understand what they're thinking about there. I, I guess, thanks, Terry. I, I To guess at what they're thinking, it's defense is expecting pass here. We're going to catch him off guard. Allen's going to run for 15 and we'll be in field goal range. I, that's my best guess. Um, I didn't like it, though, because you had one play. You had one play to get in field goal range. And you're really limiting your potential to get enough yards for a field goal when you go to an Allen run. Versus a pass, I just think there's more options. Allen can extend the, the clock a little bit longer if he wants. Um, I think pass play all the way there. Because, look, by, you, talk, you call a run play, then you're going to call timeout. And now I'm in Hail Mary range. That's it. Can't, can't kick a field goal. Kind of a, you know, not as big a deal because of the situation and they were already really going to have to do well to score points there anyway. Um, but I agree. Would hope they do it differently the next time. Thanks for the phone call. Time for Week 12 AFC Tuesday Tears. We have some big movers since last week. Got the scoreboard open. Got some stats open for you. Got, got some numbers to get you on the Chargers. The Chargers are unbelievable. Let's start, though. We will not have the Chargers down here. Tier 6. Tier-based rankings. Because, you know, you could do a power ranking, but sometimes you think there's a, a giant gap between 4 and 5, but not so big a gap between 6 and 7. And you want that represented. That's why we do tiers. Tier 6. These are the worst teams in the conference according to, well, me, because they're, they're my tiers. New England. New England is going to be probably onto a new quarterback this week. Belichick won't tip his hand. That's typical Belichick. Uh, so maybe we're going to see Bailey Zappi. Doesn't matter. Either way to me. That's That team is garbage on offense. They're not as good on defense as they've been in past years. The schedule is really hard, too. Yeah, they're they're they would pick third if the season ended today. So start rooting for New England. As gross as that's going to feel, we don't want them getting Drake May or Kayla Williams. Couple of garbage wins. Get them up to five or six wins. Pick eight, nine, ten, safety away from you know a guaranteed franchise quarterback. I say that knowing nobody's a guarantee. The Las Vegas Raiders are going to be tier six. I had them moved up. Last week, this week they're going back down, and it's only because I'm mad at them for not being able to beat the Dolphins. The Dolphins were giving that game to the Raiders. Fumbles by Tua and turnover on downs and interceptions. I mean, the Dolphins were just begging to get beat in that game, and the Raiders with Aiden O'Connell just couldn't do it. They just didn't have it in them. The Antonio Pierce adrenaline has faded, and now what is left is a very poor roster, a fourth-round rookie quarterback, and a team that is very underwhelming compared to their opponents. Tier 6, let's move the Steelers all the way down. They were in Tier 5 last week. Listen, I'm telling you it's going to happen. I'm telling you it's going to happen. 
They're gonna stop. They're gonna stop winning. They did lose this week to the Cleveland Browns. Listen, you lost to Dorian Thompson Robinson. That that guy is not an NFL quarterback. Didn't do much for Cleveland on Sunday. And Pittsburgh, with their first-round quarterback, Kenny Pickett, still did not have an answer. Were not able to move the ball down the field. He had 90 yards in the fourth quarter. They were somehow tied. I just think Pittsburgh's really bad. I don't even think they're that great on defense. There are a couple guys. T.J. Watt, like they have a, Joey Porter Jr., they have a couple of talented guys. But I think there is a collapse impending for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tier 6 for Pittsburgh. A joke of a franchise. Tier 5. Oh, I missed one in Tier 6. Hold on. Tennessee. I got Tennessee in Tier 6. They got throttled by the Jaguars. And uh, the Will Levis hype is uh, seems like a long time ago now. Because he's played a couple games and suddenly it's like, ooh, that first game might have been a little lucky. Because he does not look good since. Titans on Tier 6. Tier 5. I didn't know what to do with the Bengals. So I'm going to put him here. No Joe Burrow rest of the season. All right, so what are the Bengals now with the backup? Jake Browning is the quarterback. I'm not expecting that to go well. I mean, he's a late-round quarterback. There was a little bit of NFL intrigue with him when he was in college at Washington, but not much. I, I'm just He played a little bit on Thursday night, didn't look all that impressive, didn't look horrible, I guess, at the same time. But listen, Burrow being out, what's left? The defense gives up a lot of big plays. They're not as good defensively as they've been in past years. And they've got a great receiver trio. Like That is the one thing that's going to make me put them on Tier 5 instead of Tier 6. They still have an elite unit at wide receiver. And maybe that can keep Browning just above respectable uh, so that they can win a couple more games here. The Jets on Tier 5. Elite defense, although they got picked apart by the Bills. At least they gave up some big plays to the Bills. They're benching Zach Wilson. I don't think it's going to go any better for them. In fact, as crazy as this sounds, I, could it get worse? Wilson was horrible. It can't get worse than Wilson looked on Sunday, but could it get worse than the last month we've seen of Zach Wilson? That, to me, is a possibility. Tim Boyle enters at quarterback. Tim Boyle at UConn in college had one touchdown and 13 interceptions Every day I'm going to say it. I don't know why he's in the NFL. He has to be the greatest teammate in league history. It makes no sense at all. The Jets can't score points. Their defense can only do so much. Tier 5. Tier 4. These teams are uh, frisky. They're hanging around. The Colts. They didn't play this week. 5-5. Five and five. Gardner Minshew. Fine backup. Among the backups that are starting in the league now, Minshew is definitely on the high end. They can score if they need to, but I don't really think they're great at anything still. Like, they're not bad. Maybe they're not bad at anything. Maybe they're bad in the secondary, maybe. Um, They're just not great at any single thing. Even running the ball like they used to be. They're not great at that. So, yeah, I'm going to put the Colts here on Tier 4 because they're just kind of an average, middle-of-the-road football team. Denver on Tier 4. Denver is starting to get some momentum here. They've won, what is it, four of their last five. They've beaten the Bills. They've beaten the Chiefs. Their only loss was playing the Chiefs pretty tough. They win a close game against Minnesota, a clutch touchdown at the end. Russell Wilson to Cortland Sutton. What do we have now in Denver? What we have is a defense that's playing a lot better than they were earlier in the year, which is easy to do. Their offense is actually fine. You know, Wilson's fine. 
Sutton's fine. Judy's fine. Javante Williams is fine. Sean Payton, like, they're just fine. Which, to me, is, you know, kind of describes Indy as well. Which is why these two teams together are in Tier 4. I don't think either one of them has it in them to put a run together to make the playoffs. Tier 3. If they just had a solid second half, I would have put the Texans on Tier 2. But they came crashing down against the Cardinals. After 259 and two touchdowns in the first half, Stroud threw three picks in the second. And they almost gave the game away to the Arizona Cardinals. They should have had that game won in the second quarter. But they let him hang around and hang around and hang around. They got a little lucky that the Cardinals couldn't take advantage of it. So I'm going to leave them here on Tier 3. I think they're going to make the playoffs. C.J. Stroud has looked like an MVP candidate for a lot of the year. By the way, I saw this morning, Jalen Hurts is the MVP favorite. What are we doing? Stroud, man, if Stroud had had a great second half, he'd really be in the thick of it. But maybe he faded a lot after that. So I'm going to put Houston here on Tier 3. They got the win, but it could have gone a lot better against the Cardinals. They have a big game against Jacksonville coming this week. I've got the Chargers on Tier 3 as well. The Chargers, by record, don't deserve to be on this tier. But listen to the Chargers' losses. And, you know, this is the Chargers, right? So... It's kind of in their DNA. They lose games like this. But here's their last, it's like 11 losses. Lost by 3. Lost by 3. Lost by 14. Lost by 3. Lost by 3 in overtime. Lost by 2. That was the week 1 game against Miami. Lost by 1. That was the playoffs. Lost by 3. Lost by 7. Lost by 3. Lost by 6. Lost by 4. That's their last like 12 games. Every game, it's right there for them. But, hey, if they won those games, they'd be a Tier 1 team. They lose them, so they're a Tier 3 team. Um, Could they go on a run? I think they could go on a run. But I don't know if they can until they fire the coach. So, I almost have them on Tier 3 because of the potential of firing Brandon Staley, if that makes any sense. They're 4-6. and They lost to Green Bay. I'm glad they lost to Green Bay because I do think they're more capable of a run than Indianapolis or the Jets or the Bengals, for sure. Tier 3, the Browns. I have a bet that the Browns will make the Super Bowl. I do not believe that's going to happen. Their defense is the best in football, but they got one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. I think they're about to become the Jets, a team that is going to dominate defensively in most of their games, but offensively they just look like they don't belong in the NFL. At least under Watson, they looked like they had a real quarterback. Not a great one, but like a league average mediocre quarterback. And they're going from mediocre quarterback to dumpster fire. And that's a that's a that's a big downgrade. Cleveland's on tier three. I'm moving the Jags to tier three. And this is over the last two weeks that I'm doing this. They won big over the Titans. I'm only I'm doing this in part because the line this week for Houston and Jacksonville is Jags minus one and a half. So, they only see that as a three-point difference. I think that's close enough. Now, you know what? What am I doing? They've won They've won five of six. They're favored by one and a half on the road against a, a charging division opponent. And they just smoked the Titans. Yeah, they need to be in Tier 2. I, I don't know what I did there. I, I mean, I, some of these team tiers, like their EPA stuff, um, 
it, start, it looks like it's not that great, but I just made the point about the Bills. Some of that's overinflated by success rate. I don't know. I still like what the Jags have on paper. So uh, I, lo- I love the receiving core. I Lawrence is so talented. The defense has been way better than expected this year. So even though all that's not going great, I like what they are on paper. And they've won five of six and just rolled the Titans. Okay, yeah, they're on tier two. They're on tier two. Because you know what? A lot of teams are struggling. Now they're on tier two. Speaking of struggling, we're moving the Chiefs down. This is the first time I have ever, that in my my records, I missed it somewhere. The first time I believe I have ever had the Chiefs not on tier one. I am moving the Chiefs down to tier two. A loss to Philadelphia, that's not even what it's about. The Chiefs in three straight games have not scored in the second half. That's embarrassing. Their offense is, I said it with the Bills, I'm going to say it with the Chiefs. I said it with the Bills earlier in in this season. The Chiefs' offense is broken. And here's why it's broken. They don't have a fix. The fix needed to fix the offense is a wide receiver that can catch the football. And they're not going to get that. Marquez Valdez-Scantling cost them the game yesterday because of a drop. Kadarius Toney and Sky Moore cost them games in the first uh, first game of the season. They have the most drops through 10 games in NFL history. There's no cavalry coming. They have no one to throw to. Mahomes is 18 touchdowns and 10 picks because of that. But they get to stay in Tier 2. Why? Because they have one of the best defenses in football. But it's not as the Chiefs are finding out. You play a great team like the Eagles, if the defense is your strength, you're going to lose that game. Miami, Tier 2. They were, as I mentioned earlier, they were trying to give that game away to the Raiders. Trying to give it away. Beat a team with a winning record, and you can move up to Tier 1. That's Miami. The Bills on Tier 2. Show me again. All right, you did it. You had 32 points against an elite defense. Now do it again. And then after that, go do it again again. So, Tier 2 for the Bills, that seems appropriate, doesn't it? I don't think to go too much further into why the Bills are on Tier 2. We just did that for the first hour and a half, didn't we? Here's uh, what I'm doing with my Tuesday tiers today. Tier 1, all by themselves, even though they weren't the most impressive team on Thursday, but they won the game, and I think they've got the personnel to get the one seed away from Kansas City and go on to win the Super Bowl. I've got the Baltimore Ravens on Tier 1. That's the confidence I have in Lamar Jackson. I know they lost Mark Andrews, but this is why I'm so impressed with Baltimore. They lost Mark Andrews in past seasons that would have been a death sentence. What happened on Thursday after Mark Andrews went out? You had receivers on Baltimore making big plays all over the place. I mean, Zay Flowers should have had... 200 yards and two giant plays that got called back on stupid penalties. Beckham. Beckham showed up. Four catches, 116 yards. Rashad Bateman caught a touchdown as well. Nelson Aguilar caught a touchdown. Uh, And I I like Isaiah Likely in theory. They're backup tight end. So I think for the first time ever under Lamar Jackson, they have the personnel to overcome an injury to Mark Andrews. I think Baltimore's great. I think they have the perfect offense for Lamar Jackson that is set up for him to win from the pocket and not have to use his legs. I think your defense is really good. Um, Baltimore, by themselves, on Tier 1. Those are my AFC Tuesday tiers. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll hear from the Bills' offense coordinator, Joe Brady. That's after this on WGR.
listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.